Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're joining us here at uh, Web3 Warriors. Welcome to episode 14, featuring Shiloh and the uh, Art of Healing Collection. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Web3 and wellness, a very important conversation um, as we are continuing to build out this Web3 space and uh, build amazing projects on the blockchain. Welcome to Web3 Warriors, uh, where we talk about all things creator and blockchain and uh, Web3 related. So including the metaverse, including NFTs, um, and really just highlighting what's possible um, on the blockchain and with this uh, direct peer-to-peer -peer, um, economy that we're building here on the blockchain. And really specifically, the idea that uh, anyone who has a creative venture project um, or even just some amazing art that uh, you've been working on, you have an opportunity now with the blockchain, with Web3, to really put your work out in a new environment um, where you can get compensated almost 100%, you know, much more compensation than a lot of the traditional um, space that you would get. And so we're really trying to just help uh, show the power with Web3 and show how creators can take full advantage of this new space um, and really push back against a lot of the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, or FUD, as a lot of people in the space call it, um, about NFTs and about um, the economy that's really building um, on the blockchain here. Because unfortunately, with a lot of the um, perceptions around blockchain and perceptions around NFTs, it's a lot of uh, financial manipulation, a lot of, you know, trying to just make it big and get rich right away. Um, and in a lot of that conversation, unfortunately, the um, health and well-being of the artist gets lost first and foremost. But even more importantly is the actual um, benefits of the overall market are kind of lost in the uh, constant kind of focus on everybody getting rich and everybody making it and we're all going to make it wag me is a big uh, slogan in the space you know and i don't disagree with the idea that um, in our own way we can all make it and that um, web3 does give you the opportunity to really build um, amazing projects and allow to build communities without any interruption um, and with that in that vein yes we can all make it but what does making it look like to everybody you know and i think that the conversation around, you know, expectations um, and people coming into the space with some sky high expectations because they've seen other people, you know, make it big and get really rich off of their projects. Um, if they're not getting that success, you know, in the first six months, they start to think that, oh, well, this doesn't work for me or maybe it's not meant for me. Um, but I think it's important to realize that in Web3, while it is radically different in a lot of very interesting and exciting ways, um, when it comes down to it, you know, you're still an artist trying to show the world, you know, what you're creating and you're trying to find new community members or collectors, however you want to view them, or just fans, supporters. Um, there's a lot of different ways to, to look at that conversation, but generally you're it's going to take time, you know, and I think it's an important uh, lesson to learn as people are getting into the Web3 space with a lot of really lofty expectations. Like I say, um, it's important to realize, you know, it's still one person to one person, you know, that peer to peer connection requires you as an artist selling directly to a supporter or a fan or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so that still takes time. And of course, 
some people like maybe a Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, can come into the space having been, you know, this amazing rock star in the social media space. And so it's completely in line with what Web3 offers and NFTs. And he can just bring his whole community over and find amazing success and make money hand over fist. And now he's a big influencer who can <laughs> help blow up other projects, for example. So not everybody's Gary V, you know, <laughs> so it's an important thing to just think of when you're considering entering the uh, Web3 space and really just be realistic and realize that it is still um, it is still a community based kind of uh, platform. And it's also only one percent or even a fraction of one percent of your average people who are online. Um, so, you know, just because you might have had some success on Instagram or you might have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, um, when you jump into Web3, it doesn't mean that that's all going to translate and those people are going to follow you onto the blockchain and you're going to find big success. You might still have to start out small and, and you know, lower your expectations <laughs> uh, depending on what you're, you're coming into the space with. Um, so I just wanted to kind of set the tone of the conversation today when we're looking at Web3 and wellness. Um, and we have an amazing guest with us here today, Shiloh, who has some experience uh, with wellness um, and the mental health conversation with, I know she's not too huge on that uh, phrasing of mental health, and maybe we can talk about that as well, just as far as, um, you know, some of the uh, perceptions and uh, narrative that is around uh, the space as well. Um, but I just think it's important as we look into this that um, people know, you know, to take time and to put your self-care first and to really just think about, you know, what is it that you want to get out of Web3? You know, what what are you bringing to the space and what are you hoping to get out of the space before you even, you know, just jump in with both feet hoping to, you know, sell your NFTs right away, um, take the time to really lay it out and, and have a strategy. Um, and to that end, you know, I've heard some really interesting perspectives from Shiloh um, and from others um, in the NFT community about wellness and mental health and really being able to not only, um, you know, put self-care first, but actually help people in the space um, and how your art can actually help people start conversations that maybe they hadn't thought of before and can actually, you know, inspire others to be more comfortable with their own uh, well-being um, and mental wellness, really, um, and really spark conversations that haven't been, you know, as um, maybe they're a little taboo in the real world, or maybe they're just shoved to the side, you know, IRL. Um, but in blockchain, you actually have the ability to not only highlight these topics, but build entire communities um, around the topics and around trying to help other people. So it's a really exciting opportunity. Um, and with that, I would love to hear more from Shiloh, who is actively working on a, something along those lines, uh, which we will get into. So Shiloh, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on Web3 Warriors. Um, and maybe to start out, you can just share a little bit about your background, um, how you got into Web3, and maybe any artistic background that you had prior to uh, having all this amazing art on uh, on the blockchain, including your Art of Healing collection here. So welcome, Shiloh. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Good, good. Thanks for having me first. All right. Um, so about me. So, uh, let's start NFT-wise, because I guess it's been quite the journey. Mm -hmm. I, along with many other people during COVID, um, was trying to figure out another means of trying to get work out there, specifically my artwork. Um, had an amazing person onboard me in October 2021, which is pretty recent. Um, and I did make the mistake of thinking right away that I'm going <laughs> to put all my art out there and it's going to be successful and I'll be able to figure it out from there. And 
coming into the space and realizing that this is like anything else. It's hard work and constant connection and needing to build that up over time to be able to get that success, to get your pieces, your artwork to be seen and known and eventually collected. Um, so that's like the Web3 part one. <laughs> uh, then, then along with it, as I came into Web3 and I was like, wow, this is like this amazing space where people have this new, I guess, opportunity to have these conversations and connections that's a little different than Web2. It felt like Web2 was more about people having a microphone and Web3 feels more like people having a conversation. Oh, I like it. Um, yeah. So instead of just posting something and then like or doing these lives and people are just participating, it felt much more like a conversation. And I've had in my head for a long time to try to do this social good project that I wasn't thinking Web3 because I didn't even know what Web3, but it was something that I had in my head, something related to therapy and getting people help in terms of funding for therapy because it's something that's like a pet peeve of mine. And right as I came in, in the beginning, I was like, wow, this might be a really good space to combine what I want to do, artwork and being able to do the social good project. I remember being in a room with our... our um, Mutual friends, Liana and Rami, were doing a room about social good project, like right when I came in. And I remember sending Liana a message like, oh, I want to do this project about helping people get funding for therapy. But then, you know, these things are, the art came and I was trying to figure out how to make a collection, like a PFP collection. Because like the first month I'm going to have a PFP collection. <laughs> of course. All the, all the mistakes that you kind of make which i think people should make them so i just want to highlight that quickly pfp being the profile picture collection and um you know people come into the space thinking that's what's expected right so right. you were thinking of you were considering doing a generative profile picture collection and i started with that and i'm not backing down i have plans to finish with that but it's probably not the best thing to start with until you get the feel of what the space is all around you is like, like, what's going on? Who are the people? What's selling? What's like, just to get a sense of like reading the room of what Web3 looks like. Yeah, and there's so many rooms, right? There's so many corners of Web3. Like yeah, the one that like, I came into it's is like the one internet, part, right? right? It's just a new internet. <laughs> yes, I know. But it's new conversations because it's not mm. like I'm just following new people on TikTok. You know what right, I mean? And liking right. their content. It's like I'm having conversations with people. You get to know the vibe of the people. And then all of a sudden you find like, oh, there's other people like in Web3 and they're doing other things. I'm like, what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, I like that you touched on the fact that there's more two-way conversation in Web3. I think that's a really interesting point that uh, I don't think we've really highlighted here yet on Web3 Warriors. Um, so how, how do you think that has differed? Like, obviously, you know, in the Web2 traditional social media, you know, you get your influencers and look at me, look at me and the like and repost culture. Um, so how does that differ in Web3, do you think? And is it more healthy, maybe more important to the yes. topic of our podcast? <laughs> yes, it is. I, I definitely think it's a huge benefit because when people are just like in their five seconds or that you have to grab somebody's attention or less trying to get followers or get engagement and all that, it's not a conversation. It's a great tool if you want to get a message out, like let's say the Me Too movement or something, you know, it's a message that has been broadcasted, but it's a broadcasting tool. And I find like Web3 is like understanding like the self-sovereignty together with community, right? Most definitely. That's what it's all about. It's like, what am I as part of this whole blockchain 
I don't know. With your contribution on the blockchain, right? And you feel almost like a pressure to be like, okay, you know, we're building for something more than myself. (laughs) Um, So coming from, you said you had a bit of a therapist background then uh, prior to Web3 or... Yes, I'm not, I I want to like make this really clear. I have I'm not a therapist. Right. I'm just a therapy goer. <laughs> I I have just a really good experience with my own therapy and my own history and trauma. So I am by no means an authority on this topic at all. I just feel really strongly about it because I know how much it helped me and I I belong to different groups of people that have a hard time getting access of care that's on the same level that I have because they can't afford it. And it's very hard to get that kind of level of therapy without the right insurance or if you don't pay out of pocket. And I feel like that's not fair. It shouldn't be the case that people should have to be on a certain level. Like it should be a luxury to get that kind of help. And nobody asked to need that help to begin with, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think um, especially it depends on your like, well, even in America, I think it's state by state. And like in Canada, we have some therapy is covered and other therapies not covered. So it's kind of a case by case. But yeah, definitely um, it can get expensive for sure. And then, yeah, yeah, if you're needing. All over the world. All over the world. It is. It's uh, unreasonable. Hopefully that's changing, though. Um, So when looking at your Art of uh, Healing collection, right, and the potential um, to really start conversations and it's really cool kind of emotional um, pieces that you touch on um, in here. So looking at the co-consciousness, for example, I really like that piece. Um, but just in general, what are you, what are you trying to relay with the art of healing collection? Um, maybe you can start with this be specific or just in general. So, so I, I don't go about the art thinking like when I create it, thinking, what am I going to relay to the audience? What am I trying to say here to somebody else? I really let the art kind of pour out of me as a reaction or a response to where I'm at in like my own healing journey. And then that becomes like a conversation starter. So co-consciousness is like part of three. There's the um, cooperation, co-consciousness and communication, which is a big thing in like my healing journey of learning how to have that kind of mindset with myself like being co-conscious with my all myself and all the parts of myself i don't know if that makes any sense yeah i think it makes sense it's just you know coming to to terms right and putting yourself first maybe yeah but it's like what is who's myself like understanding what that is and what do we need and what do i need and what do we all as humans need and where are we hurting and how can we get the support for those places so that we show up to be better people in this world I so I guess, the con- yeah, the conversation is really how can we change the world? I, I really genuinely feel like <laughs> if people did the work on themselves, it's a really good place to start. And art has the potential yeah. to change the world. I really like this cooperation piece. I get some blockchain vibes from this. <laughs> so the people kind of holding yeah. each other together, helping one guy up. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that too, because I think like when we work with ourselves, it becomes like a microcosm to understanding how to work with other people and then how to work with greater systems. So it really is all about the blockchain because the blockchain is kind of the system that we need to learn how to work with, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, I know even just myself, like I've been a pretty uh, 
I don't know. I like my solitude, <laughs> you could say, you know, and uh, with the just the Web3 space. And obviously, I'm hosting this podcast, talking to amazing creators every week. Um, and so I'm, you know, definitely out of my shell a little bit more. Um, but I feel like you can't really um, take full advantage or get the full Web3 experience without really like meeting people and, and hearing from people and talking to people um, and plugging in in different communities. Like I can't even say the amount of interesting nft drops i've missed out on just because i tuned out of a certain discord channel at the wrong time you know and it's like it's funny how much they reward people just for being present you know just for being there and at the right time right place and you get dropped an nft that ends up being worth you know hundreds or thousands of dollars down the road um so it's really cool um but more importantly than even just the monetary value is the fact that like you say you get that camaraderie um you get cooperation as this piece says and really being able to share your thoughts and, and bounce ideas off of people in a brand new kind of way or maybe it's not new to some people like i look at discord for example i had discord channel i've been using discord as a gamer uh, for quite a while and so that kind of in some sense it gave you that peer-to-peer communication it gave you that community building opportunity um, but you just didn't have that financial monetary side of it right whereas now it's like everything we're building in discord we can actually go out and put on the blockchain and then sell to people and it's all direct peer to peer, you know, we don't have to worry about, hey, can we get monetized on YouTube and then maybe make some, you know, fractions of a dollar on all of the views that we get, you know, and it's such a longer process. Instead, it's like we can put those videos right on the blockchain and just try to like sell them to certain communities that might find it interesting. Right. How do you, you see that changing? You touched on two really good points. You touched on on the FOMO, the fear of missing out point, because you're like, I missed out on the conversation. I missed out on the NFT, which I feel like is such an important piece in this space because mm-hmm. it can be everywhere every time. Exactly. That's um, very and important. I love that you're talking about the whole peer-to-peer thing because really the Discord feels like it's just the platform for the conversations to happen, but the real stuff happens when you actually get to know the people, right? It's really about peer to peer. It's like in actuality, that's what makes the whole Web3, to me, feel like Web3, right? That is definitely it. Um, And again, getting back to that question, contrasting that to maybe the traditional social medias and, and kind of monetizing your quote unquote influence, um, you know, how do you see Web3 maybe helping us evolve past that? Or do you think that it's going to kind of clash and force, you know, that traditional, I would say kind of toxic relationship to change? Or do you think that that's going to be still, you know, the influencer culture and, you know, you don't see that going away anytime soon? Or do you, do you see that there's going to be an evolution? I wish we could say that Web3 <laughs> is not that space, but obviously whatever happens in the world is going to be reflected in any space. This is not a magical welcome home. Everything's happily ever after space right. there is still that concept of people being influencers and the one speaking and even the fact that people went from clubhouse to twitter spaces where less people are on stage so people are more being talked at and then yeah. instead of conversation is a part of that that it's a little bit moving in that direction of like which art do we buy like the one that influencer said is cool versus <laughs> what do i say is cool you know what i mean i got that so vibe is- from twitter i'm glad you did too but uh, you know apparently <laughs> most people think twitter is the cool place to be now i, I still like clubhouse but <laughs> yeah well that's a big deal it's a big deal to feel like you're being spoken at versus being able to join the conversation i think so yeah yeah i mean you have opportunities on twitter spaces but to your point you know it's so much more influencer heavy it's so much 
I don't know. I just think it's pretty shill heavy, really <laughs> a little yeah. less communication or a little less community and more shilling and trying to get that, you know, to the moon right. NFT and a lot of over promising and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I do want to say that there is still these magical pockets of conversation happening throughout Web3 that I have not seen anywhere else or had not had access to. It almost feels like the old like boardrooms where people would have the conversations of what's next in the world. Mm-hmm. To me, Web3, I've had these amazing conversations that are still rocking my mind. I'm like, wow, like, when do I get to have a conversation with these many like-minded people that want to do this amazing thing together? That's it's not it. something that we had opportunity to do before. At least I didn't have access to those kind of conversations and those closed door rooms. This is like everybody has access. If you want to find those pockets of those conversations happening and you want to find projects to be involved in that are part of those conversations, there's room for that. You just have to keep looking until you find the ones that resonate with you. And if not, build your own. No doubt. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finding those like-minded communities, it's like, it's almost like Web3 has um, given you actual incentive to go out and find your tribe, right? It's like once you find your tribe, then you can build with your tribe. And then your tribe might build something that resonates with other tribes or other people. And then it's just like a network effect, you know? I love that. I love that. That's such a good way. I'm seeing visually what you're explaining, but it's a good way of describing it. Cool, cool. Well, that's what we're here for. We're trying to help with the education because a lot of people aren't seeing this side of Web3. You know, they're just hearing the NFTs and the FOMO um, and not thinking about the community and the peer-to-peer economy, you know, and being able to support someone directly without any interference. Um, I want to do a quick plug for the Twitch. Anybody watching us in the Twitch chat, thank you for joining us. Um, If you're new, please smash that follow. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to ask questions in the chat. That's what we're doing live shows for. Um, We wanted to allow people in the Twitch community to drop in, ask any questions. If you have nothing, no idea what Web3 is, that's okay as well. We're here for uh, any onboarding questions as well. Um, But really, we're just trying to help show the potential of the space and push a counter narrative to, I think, a lot of the more um, money focused and, uh, you know, less productive elements of the NFT space. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I liked what you're saying about, you know, really incentivizing community building. Um, And to that end, maybe you can share a little bit of uh, your other project, unless you want to speak a bit more on the Art of Healing project. Um, But I am very curious about your um, collective that you're working on. I believe it's the Held Collective, um, which is very in line with using NFTs and art to heal and, uh, like you say, increase access to therapy. Uh, So, yeah, any thoughts on that you'd like to share? Yeah, it's on my mind 24-7. So, yes, I have a Nice. (laughs) But um, I I did a fellowship for eight weeks where I kind of – took the idea in my head and was able to put it into like a, a roadmap and this is what it looks like and how are we going to figure this out. So I'm, I'm two weeks out of the eight-week fellowship. So I feel like after the eight weeks of intense, really intense working on this all the time, I kind of talk about wellness, right? I kind of fell into this like, oh my God. <laughs> I just like needed to take that breather of like, just like take a deep breath so I could be able to put myself into doing this again. So mm-hmm. like Monday, my day is already starting full of meetings and it's like back to work, 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 work. But I did take two weeks in between to kind of like let things percolate, let things settle. But basically the project is, the, I say the project cement is still wet because it hasn't been completely formed yet. It's still within the first 
two months of building it and we have amazing plans for it. But as I have conversations with people and more people join the conversation, it gets better and bigger every time somebody else adds pieces to it. So we have a three-part, I guess it's broken into three parts, the health collective. The first part is being, being, being the part of making spaces for those conversations to happen. Talk about conversations and how I love the fact that we could create these conversations. Let's talk about healing. Let's talk about therapy. Let's talk about what it means to make this world a better place. Let's have all these conversations. And I have lots of people trying to help me figure out how to make this collaborative art happen within this conversation that can be made into NFTs as these conversations happen. Like, how do we stack some sort of art of the people in this collective having the conversation? And is the conversation based on a syllabus or not? It's, there's a lot of pieces there that are still complicated and need to be kind of parsed out. Then mm. there's the just the funding piece of like trying to get funding for people that need access to therapy. And for sure. And do you, do you envision the NFTs helping to fund that essentially? Yeah, um, that's the third piece. Right. Yes. And so when you said there's three main areas, sorry, highlight those three areas again. So it's under the health um, collective. Under the health collective is the healing spaces where the conversations are happening, mm -hmm. the funding for therapy, and then the, the platform for art, which is where we get either donated NFTs, create NFTs together as a collective or get art from outside the NFT world to be sold, to go into the pool for the funding for therapy. Ah, oh, I like it. I like it. So the healing spaces you would maybe say is the kind of priority, right? Like community based healing, right? Get everyone in, have these good conversations, necessary conversations. Um, and then, you know, the actual access to therapy, um, I don't know, does that, is that a result of the conversations you're having or it's more on like a person by person, if you think you need it, make the request. Right. And then um, I, I do believe at a certain point, like we going back to what I said, how I don't like the word mental health. And mm -hmm. again, I'm not a mental health professional, but it feels like it's much more than that. Like there's so many rooms that crop up in Web3 about mental health. And I sometimes question, do they really help? Right. Okay. Are they really helping our mental health? Because in the end of the day, what you said, peer to peer, mm -hmm. the, what's the most helpful is when you actually have connection with real people and you make those connections. Those are the most they resonate for me at least the most and they help the most along with my healing journey. I like to say instead of mental, cause it's not just mental, it's my whole right. well-being. Right? Full, full so wellness. Exactly. The conversation, sometimes if the conversation is too big and you're not a part of it and you don't feel connected to someone in the conversation, it's not enough. But so trying okay. to make those conversations happen where people are seen in the conversation. But the therapy piece is important to me because at some point, sometimes it doesn't help. Like we can make as many Web3 spaces or metaverse mental health spaces, but sometimes you need a little bit extra care for somebody that was trained to be able to help you get there. And I feel like that's a truth. That is the way that the world is built right now. Our society is built that there is just some people that can do that for us. And if you need that kind of help beyond what a support in a web three space could give you, then you should be able to have access to that. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's, that's really interesting. And so do you envision this um, community being largely based on discord to start? Or are you looking to maybe have anything in the metaverse or any thoughts that far yet as far as like, where are you going to have those healing spaces hosted? Yeah, so I actually did not think that discord might be a good place for it because I don't want it to be that impersonal. I mm. wanted it to be something that's like, Maybe Discord is just used to say when the Zoom meetings are happening because I feel like the connection piece is one of the most important pieces of this, especially if you want to create these conversations and art together. It's all about the connection and less about like who's 
aping in on this conversation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So maybe just straight Zoom conversations. Um, do you have any sure. thoughts? Any thoughts on the metaverse? I feel like this could be a project that, I mean, the metaverse has a little bit of a hurdle as far as cost to actually get your own lot. Um, but there's other options too. You can actually create free spaces like in crypto voxels. Um, but have you thought about, you know, having a kind of metaverse extension or, or home for uh, the held collective? I haven't thought of that, but I have thought of having a held collective gallery, mm. um, which is kind of, you know, yeah. I guess it would have the space for people to hang out, but it would be more like in real life gallery showings and metaverse gallery showings for the NFT collection that will eventually become bigger and bigger from the art that we collect that goes towards the collective. Mm -hmm. And and to your point about, you know, mental health, um, I hate to use the word trendy because I think it's still an important conversation, although maybe limited in your point, you know, whole body wellness is more important <laughs> for sure. Um, but do you think that, you know, because it is trendy, I would hope that there is a, a lot of maybe money or even just um, goodwill out there for a project like this. Um, and, you know, obviously you've got some interesting connections with uh, sorry what was the group called that you're working with there again so i did this the fellowship that i did was with kernel, with it's, kernel a gitcoin, right. it's a gitcoin project gitcoin mm. is something that helps good like social good projects get funding yeah so through kernel that i mean you've already got a little bit of that initial support right um have yeah. you have you been kind of talking to the nft community more broadly about the held collective and is there a lot of goodwill out there like i feel like especially when you're looking at that specific being able to fund people's therapy you need a little bit of uh i don't know i guess a chest right you need a decent amount of funding even maybe outside of your art like you wouldn't want to rely solely on your art for that right um so yeah, is, is there goodwill out there fun. for that yeah, anybody that I talk to is like, sure, I would donate a piece. Like some some great people have offered to donate a piece nice. towards the health collective. And 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 to your point, it's not enough. Like I, even mm -hmm. if unless this NFT thing takes off and it's a lot, because therapy is so expensive, and we want to be able to help as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. There's other ways and means that we have in the roadmap of getting funding versus via grants and and then in just in real life, you know, so yeah. government grants and and bringing brands on board onto web three. There's a lot of ideas in motion to try to get funding towards the project. Right. The NFT thing is just like the biggest piece right now, but there's plans for many more things. Cool. Cool. I was trying to get your held collective graphic up on my screen, but it glitched out. So <laughs> that's oh. okay. Do you have a, a website or anything yet? Or you're still, that's under construction still. That's being worked on right now, okay. but it, there's the, the deck is on my Shiloh.art um website for now like as a temporary place if somebody wants to see it and Child i'm always happy art. to talk about it so if anybody wants me to blab more about it i'm always happy to have that conversation hey well we're happy to hear as much as you'd like to share today so um shiloh.art that's cool uh, did you actually bought that uh, url the dot art url nice that was a good that was a good play <laughs> um cool cool so yeah i'm so fascinated by the held collective my mind goes in like five different directions just the the potential i i can't help but go to the metaverse because i feel like as a gamer like 
I've escaped to the digital space before. Um, and if there was a, a space in the digital world that was actually expressly there to help me, um, I think that would be a very welcome opportunity. And you probably get a lot of uh, younger people, you know, seeing that as, a, as an easy option who maybe don't want the stigma, unfortunately, still some stigma around, you know, going to therapy um, and don't want to or just haven't fully come to terms with maybe where they're at uh, wellness wise. You know, I feel like going into the digital space and having such a healthy conversation um, is a really cool opportunity. I don't know. Are, are you targeting a specific age group or I don't know. Yeah. I, my mind's going in a lot of different spaces. Yeah, I love that because that's those conversations for me actually inform what the next steps are. Like who should I talk to about that? Or mm. like what goes next? Like how is this going to be built? But these are great conversations and great things to put into my head, even though I don't have the answers. Um, in terms of like age wise, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm, I live in New York city. So they said like, start this on the ground in New York city and try to get people in New York city to help first. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've started doing it that way. And I found it much harder than actually starting with web three people. Cause it's so much easier to get people that are already onboarded and need the help to get the help than trying to onboard and get people that need the help on to first web three and then get them the help they need so just to have kind of the the first road part of the roadmap done once at least like round right. one done once it's going to start with people in web three and the age range as you know ranges there's mm. a lot of young people but for the most part it's going to be people in their 20s 30s 40s yeah most Maybe, definitely you know, you know what i mean that's like well you touched on a really important yeah. po topic there right which i think i alluded to earlier when i was talking about it being like a fraction of one percent of the general population that even understands what web3 or nfts are about um so when you you know speak to your everyday new yorker um obviously they understand the importance of therapy um and maybe you would lead with helping people get therapy um but when you you know talk about it being a web3 project or an nft project what's the general um feedback that you get well, New York City is pretty like out there. There has been like mm -hmm. books in in display in the biggest bookstores about NFTs. I mean, NFT NYC nice. was here and right. it was buzzing. Um, and maybe I'm surrounded by people that like every time I go meet with a friend and there's somebody that's doing something in Web three. It's like, oh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> like even like my doctor was like, oh yeah, my husband bought a a, a, a mutant ape, and I was like, that is hilarious. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody seems to know. Yeah. Something about Web3 when you're walking around. So it's not that hard, but it's still, I feel like the, the step of knowing and then actually being in it is, it's, it's, uh, the onboarding is a good word because you have to get people on that ramp to mm -hmm. actually go. Most definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that's a big part of what um, I'm trying to do here with Web3 Warriors and also with Clubhouse. You know, we're with the Dream Conduit, um, Blockchain Gospel, Neighborhood Jewelry. We've got a few groups um, that are really just focused on, showing how cool the community side is and then being like oh yeah so we're doing this on the blockchain you know <laughs> so you kind of yeah. lead with community you lead like in this case maybe it's hip-hop maybe it's specific to artists and creators who just want to know more about this nft space um you know you lead with that potential um and what we have already in the space and then people want to learn more about like oh so you guys are actually like selling nfts on the blockchain or you're actually a major collector and why do you collect art on the blockchain you know and then you can explain to them you know why you see value in digital art and not only the art itself but it's the fact that when you purchase that art you're directly supporting the artist i would say even more so than in the traditional art world unless you're 
unless you're going directly to that artist and buying it, you know, hand to hand from that artist, that's the only, you know, real world art exchange that I think is comparable to uh, digital um, NFTs and, and selling your NFTs because you're getting such a massive share of uh, that that exchange. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. So it's it's a really important point to make, I think. <laughs> Um, it is. Yeah, because yeah, when it comes okay. to onboarding, it just gets so conf, uh, confusing because a lot of people are just, there's a lot of misconceptions, um, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, um, and there's always like uh, somebody that's going to do like a Zoom call with me on Monday to learn how to do their art. Because I feel like the, the word is slowly spreading. Even before I did Web3, I was a photographer in the fashion industry and I have an agent who, who I had this conversation with. She's like, I'm going to hire somebody to teach me about NFTs. And I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't pay anybody money. I'll uh, tell you everything for free. That's just because it. somebody that's like just being that kind of like, I'm going to take money to explain. It, it doesn't make any sense. Web3 is constantly shifting and changing. You're going to find so many people willing to onboard you. And I'm like, just exactly. let's have lunch. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. I got to give uh, Kane credit. He, his, his line is don't pay for directions to the bathroom. <laughs> and I got, that's, uh, that's the perfect Funny summation. Enough. <laughs> Funny enough, I met Beeple at a party, NFT NYC, asking me for directions in the bathroom. And I, I guess I lost it. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's Beeple. And I was like, that way. I have no idea. There must have been a bathroom somewhere nice. there. <laughs> so you're lucky hanging out in New York. You get to meet Beeple just on a on a Thursday, right? <laughs> oh, on NFT NYC. Yeah, NFT NYC. Cool, cool. Um, I want to give a shout out to Cheerleader Reg in the chat. Thank you for joining us and asking a question. Appreciate you. Um, she said he or she or they said, hi there. How 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 would you describe digital healing becoming one whole wellness healing in the real world through NFT? How would you describe that connection? So how do you yeah, basically, how do you think that NFTs have the potential to actually um, help with whole body healing and wellness? No, in this case, in this case, in, in what I'm trying to build, NFTs is just a tool to actually get the conversation started. And Web3 is more and more people come in to know about this and to get funding for something that's not in Web3 for actual people living in real life and going to therapy. Most definitely. Um, and I would say, you know, there's no limits to the potential um, of what you can add to your NFT as well. Right. As far as the utility. Um, so when you look at that question of, you know, how would a digital um, NFT allow someone to help with uh, healing, healing and wellness? There's opportunities um, like what uh, Shiloh's saying with um, their uh, held collective, you know, you have that opportunity to really plug in and um, benefit. And I mean, in that case, maybe you don't even have to own the NFT yet. But down the line, if you're purchasing the NFTs from their collection, you know that you're actually helping someone get access to therapy. So that's helping somebody else. But similarly, you could connect actual therapy hours to your NFT to a scenario. Actually, I know someone who's done that, Dr. Lemney. I'll give her a shout out. She's amazing. Um, she's got you know, actually accreditation and uh, experience in the therapy space. And she offers um, time um, as part of her NFTs because she's an artist as well. So that's an example where you could actually attach specific hours of therapy to your artwork when you sell it. Um, so you add that utility. So there's really no limits to um, if you want your NFTs to help somebody achieve wellness, just get creative with it, really. Um, what do you think, Shiloh? That's a good point. Um, I'm, I, I feel like my brain goes in a certain linear path because I feel like there's so many creative ways we could do this and I'm open to all of that. But in the end of the day, the most healing thing is a person giving another person this safe place to be able to heal. And I don't want to like 
dilute that with all the extra things. All the extra things could help us get there, but in the end of the day, that peer-to-peer or therapist-client working together to heal is just such an important piece. I love it. And I love that we're calling it peer-to-peer because it is person-to-person, but in, <laughs> in the blockchain context, we're, we're talking peer-to-peer. So that's beautiful. Um, and Cheerleader Reg says, wow, that's pretty awesome. And thank you. No, thank you. Appreciate you being here. And uh, that was a great question. So if you have any others, feel free to ask. And that goes for anybody in the chat. We appreciate you. That's why we're doing this live. Help add value to these conversations, you know. Um, on that point, uh, Shiloh, I'm seeing this uh, Twitter void and I have to ask about it because <laughs> I really like this art piece. I'm just scrolling through your uh, OpenSea collection now. What, what are your thoughts on the Twitter void and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then the nonstop uh, Web3 shilling and, and the Twitter uh, environment in general? Yeah, so that's part of my... Um, on our way home, I think I had to make it finding our way home. I don't remember like shorten the title on OpenSea or just on my website but it feels so often like part of it is trying to get your work out there and you're working against the algorithm like mm. you're not completely in control of who sees what That's you're so tweeting true. it's like sometimes like tweet 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 and it's like does anybody hear me <laughs> <laughs> um and it, and it's just to point out that it's not all about just twitter you have to have like anybody that responds to my tweets is usually somebody that I had some sort of connection to before. You have to continue to build those connections and to build, I hate the community as in like community, but you have to build that community. And then slowly it adds up to having people actually engage with your tweets in a way that could you know, bring your message across, whatever it is, if you're trying to sell your NFTs or promote a project or whatever else it is that you're putting out there. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, good point on that algorithm, too, because that can mess with people's heads. And it's interesting, too, because I noticed they've they really tightened up the algorithm on videos. Um, and I think it's because they know that the videos will get so much more engagement. So they purposely make it show up for less people. <laughs> and it's just like, that's so not cool, you know, and it's like I, I consider like, should I pay to promote this? So I get it out there like, no, that's what they want me to think, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I love I have a love hate relationship with Twitter, um, which yeah. is better than my relationship with the other guys, because I just have a hate hate relationship with them. <laughs> Here, I hear you. Yeah. I completely hear you but, but even so like i i just want this to be known that when you put a tweet out there and nobody responds to it you're not alone there are so many people that feel the same way like yeah most definitely most definitely that's why i asked the question because it's an important point um and the build is really slow you know it's 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 kind of a slow build on twitter well just with any social media i guess um but i will say you know use the uh, hashtag nft community you know hashtag web3 you can plug in a little bit more you'll get people seeing it although you also might attract some bots but i think it, it at least helps you narrow your target audience a little bit and get a little bit more traction um i really like your animated pieces on uh, OpenSea here like this rain rain do i really want you to go away <laughs> do you want to elaborate on that one a little bit sorry i like picking apart art i hope you don't mind no, i don't mind at all um <laughs> I guess I was asking myself the question. This was a really fun one to do. It took me a long time. So it's like something yeah, it looks that like it's a lot of little details. <laughs> but it's like sometimes we're so comfortable in our discomfort that do we really want to change? It's so hard to get out of like the patterns, I guess, that we get stuck in. Do we really want the rain to We then have to get used to like the sunshine. I know it's like so metaphorical, but <laughs> philosophical. I like it. Yeah, it, it feels it feels like a question I need to ask myself sometimes. Yes, I do want to make myself uncomfortable. 
you know, anything. And, and like Web3 itself is this new uncomfortable place. Yeah, to most explore. definitely. Um, and, you know, there's that saying, right? You need the you need the rain to get the flowers, right? <laughs> but then but then you have to be able to step out of it and, you know. Yeah. Go grow the flowers or enjoy them. The balance. Don't drown the flowers. <laughs> I hear you. Um, very cool. Very cool. Uh, I, I, yeah, your artwork is really amazing. I definitely recommend everybody to go check out Finding Our Way Home on OpenSea. That's Shiloh's collection there. Very, very cool. <clears throat> um, yeah. So on the topic of uh, wellness in Web3 and, you know, how, you know, maybe when you look at the kind of more toxic or I don't even like the word toxic, but I guess the more um, FOMO focused uh, side of the NFT community and, you know, other people kind of just trying to find their way. What do you think is a healthy way to kind of onboard into NFTs, I guess? Like where, where do you see, you know, how are you hoping this evolves? I guess is a better question compared to the FOMO focus. (laughs) Really hard to not be, especially if you're trying to make money. Sorry. I think you might cut out a little bit there. It's hard to not be what? It's hard not to be in the FOMO space, right? right? It's, it, there's so, it's such a big part of it. Like, hey, you know, this is a great new thing and you can make money on this. You, it almost becomes like a gambler's place. Like, what can we gamble on? And we're, where's the output to what we're investing in next? It's kind of that high that the, people could very easily fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. And I keep on reminding myself I'm not here to gamble. I don't have anything extra to gamble with. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sit in your hands and not get stuck into those loops that keep on calling you um it works for some people for me it doesn't it's just my own personal thing like i i can't gamble i can't put myself into these projects because everybody else is doing it even if i'm going to end up losing out it's just like my own boundary that i put with myself Uh, i respect that boundary you know because i unfortunately i hate gambling like in general um um and i don't want to gamble but i last year definitely got to a point where i realized i was gambling and it was like i had a real kind of like come to jesus moment you know just kind of like thinking like am i just gambling like did i just waste my money on these stupid dogs <laughs> like these stupid pfps that like are just not worth the money i spent on them um and you know yeah it, it makes you i would hope that people come to terms but i think a lot of people unfortunately don't they don't step back and be like, Hey, I'm gambling. Like, why am I doing this? You know? Um, and it can be, I mean, financially detrimental, but I think even just to your mental health, you know, to your point, that FOMO, that feeling, Oh, I gotta be here. I gotta be there. Like, I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss that. And with every one of those actions, there's a gas fee and a, and a actual fee for the NFT attached to it. Right. So it, it's very dangerous uh, if you're not thinking about your own well being, And especially if you are very much opposed to gambling, because, I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to too often. I feel like if this is my own thing, I keep on telling myself this is just the beginning of something that's just being built now. There's no rush. You just have to keep grinding, you know, just like you're a a gamer. You know how sometimes you just have to grind (laughs) for hours to get what you want, right? That's it. You just have to keep pushing the pavement and keep going until you get something built out of it. And I feel like it's a smart way to go. If you're, you know, grabbing whatever it is, maybe you'll make a quick buck and you'll be rich for a little bit. But what's your plan? How do you want to do this in the long term? And really thinking that through or just keep showing up in whichever way and like letting yourself be led to whatever project resonates with you. 
there's place for everybody to do that, but it's it's a process. Yeah, we're on, and you have to be okay, like you say, with taking the time and grinding it out and and making the slow build. Uh, even us here at Web Three Warriors, you know, like there are a lot of things on the list, you know, that I would love to do and probably push out and and try to get myself bigger but for one i don't want to spend too much money on the promotional side but for two you know self-care is important you know and you got to acknowledge your own bandwidth acknowledge you know what you can do in the timeline that you're looking at doing it and um just active you know be active where you can and and plug in where you can and yeah it's going to take time and but ultimately if you're confident in what you're building then uh, it'll work out for you you know and most importantly just uh find the reward for yourself before you worry about rewarding everybody else. <laughs> oh, respect man for every one of those words. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks, Shadow. Um, so I brought up your, uh, I got to your shadow.art site and um, you have the question on here on your deck. Uh, why is therapy funding so important? So I'm just going to read this quickly for our listeners because I think it's a really great point. Um, and anybody can go to Shiloh.art to check out, um, you know, what you've got. Really cool artwork as well. A lot of your interesting portfolio there. Um, so more than 70% of people worldwide experience a traumatic event in their lifetime. Trauma therapy has been researched to help with the lingering and often life-altering effects of trauma. Most therapists experienced in trauma healing and modalities can only be accessed through out-of-network insurance, only available through a workplace policy. Otherwise, the costs need to be paid out of pocket, which can be quite expensive. And an average therapy session by an experienced therapist is roughly $200 or more in the States. And since therapy is needed consistently over a stretch of time, the cost often becomes prohibitive and people just stop going, right? So such important points, I think, there. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about it until you're in the throes, you know, and requiring some support. And by that time, unfortunately, it's too late, you know. So I really love what you're doing with the Held Collective here. I'm able to bring up your cool art. (laughs) Um, And so how how's it going just on the progress side? I know you touched on it a little bit, um, but is there any way that our listeners, for example, can help you out? Um, Is there you know, what are the next steps? What do you got going on? Yeah. So first of all, we have a Gitcoin grant up, um, which means that people could donate to it through there or donate directly to it. But that's still something that we're working on, like the wallet specifically for that. Mm. But we raised we raised a nice amount of money from different, like a DAO that gave us a certain amount and then small contributions. The rest of it was a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. Nice. We raised four thousand dollars towards it. So like funding is probably the biggest piece that we need right now to Mm. So, so if you go to if you go to Gitcoin, you just look up Held Collective, and you can kind of find it listed there, and you can donate one dollar, two dollars, however much. Everything helps. Everything helps. Every little bit makes. They have a matching round that's over now, and the matching round also helped because every dollar that you gave kind of made the funding. It made it made that pool be a little bit bigger. But even now, every day I get somebody gave me another eight dollars. Thank you. So that's, amazing. that's, that's, yeah, that's a big part of it, the funding. And then, you know, we're always looking for people that want to be a part of this as a collective in terms of who wants to be in the healing spaces and part of those conversations or part of those art pieces. Um, so volunteer, there's a volunteer yeah. request there too, you're saying? Yeah. Just to be a part of it. It's not really volunteer, just to be a part of the conversations as in like the collective conversation. Okay. And then we're looking for people to help us and volunteer to build the website or, you know, community management, anybody that wants to like 
consult or help us build the back end of this um, is super helpful. I have a bunch of meetings lined up for people like that. Awesome. Um, and then anybody who wants to donate NFTs, especially NFTs that speak about healing and trauma and the human condition is something that resonates with our project. So we're always open to taking donations. All right. That's perfect. So there's a lot of different ways to plug in there. So you can get on Gitcoin, support them financially. If you're interested in these healing uh, conversations and the healing spaces, you can sign up to join. Um, and I guess they just reach out to you on Twitter to do that. No, yeah. we're on the website. The first thing is going to be like sign up. Yeah, the main it. splash page of the website. Okay. Yeah. Not, it's not up and running yet, but you could definitely reach out to me and yeah. all that stuff. Cool, cool. Let me reach out to you, get you to connect through uh, Shiloh.art or follow you on Twitter at ShilohArt. Um, you can also see all of her cool artwork that she's got there <laughs> or that they've got there. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so when you're looking at um, Web3 and the specifics of like convincing people who maybe are skeptical, uh, how do you see... Have you had any success? <laughs> uh, are you trying to convince any of your friends and family um, as to why it's not um, a scam, for example, or, you know, all, all the negative side of it and why you're you're spending so much time? Like you say, you're so busy on your project, yeah. um, plugging in all the time. So, yeah. How, how does that conversation go? And, and what do you think uh, is a good way to kind of convince people of the value in this space? Um, so people have that I am in touch with that I'm trying to convince all have really valid arguments against me, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, like my 18 year old son has so many like he's he's a real gamer and a YouTuber and he has all the arguments people talking about why Web3 isn't great. Mm. So, we're, you know, we're constantly getting into these conversations. But my my understanding and what I'm telling people is this is here. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here forever. I mean, that's my belief. I might be wrong, but that's what I believe. And this is a platform that could be used for whatever you want it to be. It's like we get to shape this and how this looks. We're still building this. And there's a tremendous amount of goodwill in this. In Web3, there's such an amount of goodwill that if you come and join this community, you, you get to do that with a, a group of like-minded people that are wanting to build this next phase of technology or next phase of what this world looks like. Most definitely. I mean, the blockchain cannot be destroyed. Uh, you know, the only way you're going to lose it is if we lose access to the Internet, which would be a much bigger problem, I think. <laughs> uh, but the technology, especially when looking at Bitcoin and Ethereum, because they are so decentralized and there are so many nodes across the world that, you know, no one group of people can really just shut down the whole thing. Um, at worst, they could devalue the currency quite a bit. But, you know, over time, that can still build up. So the tech is not going anywhere. That is for sure. And uh, that's one of the main tenets here at Web3 Warriors that we're trying to emphasize for people, because while there is a lot to criticize, as we've touched on today, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of maybe not so healthy aspects to the community. Um, there's also a lot of amazing, um, like you say, goodwill and um, potential for people to just plug in and uh, do the work that's required, you know, and I think that maybe is a big part of what's preventing people, you know, ultimately from jumping in as well is because on one hand, you're seeing the people just going to the moon right away and you want to be on that ship. <laughs> but on the other side, you know, you're seeing people who had maybe been on that quote unquote struggling or starving artist kind of uh, 
lifestyle that have now been able to find a new audience and a new community and have been not so starving and have been able to actually sell their art for, <laughs> you know, what it's really worth and not just struggling to be seen by an elite group of people. Um, so I think that's the narrative that we really want to push and we really want to uh, emphasize for anybody who's new to the space and, and really trying to learn and, and kind of plug in more. Um, it's odd though, because I find that especially with artists um, and some musicians that I've been trying to pull into Web3, they they just don't want to um, necessarily care about the community. <laughs> and it, it seems like that is actually a requisite, you know, and I've realized that at first I didn't think that was necessarily the case. And maybe if you come in with your own you know, fans and you have a, a lot of uh, groundwork done already. Maybe you don't have to worry about plugging in as much with the the existing Web3 community. Um, but I'm shocked by the, the amount of people who see that as work, you know, instead of seeing it as like a fun kind of collaborative thing to do, not to mention sell your art because these people are going to be your collectors and your supporters. Um, but they really see just just doing that, just hanging out with us and, and being part of the community as too much work. <laughs> have you have well, you found that? No, I no. feel like then they're hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. If it feels like the conversation is work and it's not fun, then go find people that are. I like There's it. There's enough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's so many conversations. They just haven't found the right group, right? That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Though I do want to say it is work. But that's, so is getting an agent and putting your work out into galleries and getting paid. It's work. Exactly. Work, but you're getting to work in this fun new opportunity driven space yeah and and to your point i mean it depends on the amount of work you want to put in right um like if an artist who's got amazing artwork just wants to put their art on OpenSea with the OpenSea contract all you're really doing is uploading it onto the blockchain essentially minting it on the blockchain um and it doesn't require too much but even then you're still going to want to plug in on twitter you're going to want to show that you exist <laughs> you know and so just putting it on OpenSea is not going to be enough um but then there's the next layer of doing like what you're doing or what we're trying to do here with web3 warriors you know what the dream conduits trying to build or that they are actively building um, blockchain gospel those kind of projects um with like yours with the held collective take a lot of time and a lot of intention right like you have to have clear intentionality of like what is it i'm doing and why am i doing it and you have to be okay with not having a quick meteoric rise you know <laughs> yeah and, and do you think that you know there's going to be I guess, how do you, how do you envision, you know, that growing, you know, as far as like these micro communities, um, like a year from now, how do you, how would you like to see the held collective doing work? So I actually have people that I'm talking to that are so amazing at figuring out the scaling piece because right. it's a big piece. How do you scale something so that it stays small enough that you can manage it, but big enough to reach the amount of people you want to. And there's ways to do that in terms of making the health collective be a certain size. And if it gets too big, creating other health collectives, like the different bases of health collectives hmm. that could kind of like fork the method that we're using, have access to maybe the big pool of funding, but have the group of people be smaller. So there's a lot of ideas of how that scaling is going to look. That's part of our roadmap right now. That's really um, cool. Yeah, because it is, a, I want, I have this vision that at some point everybody's going to have to come through web three and when that happens and anybody in that space is like, ah, I need therapy, health collective, it should be a household word of people that know, okay, this is where I could get help. Even maybe a, something that the government knows about and back so that people could just have access to the therapy they need eventually. I go. also don't want 
want to run this forever. So I really want to make this into something that's self-sustaining mm. and could be kind of a model that any social good project could use of how this could be built in a way that could be then driven by the community itself by, okay. by putting all the pieces in place so that it could continue to grow and go in the way that it needs to go. Mm. So that, that brings up the, the DAO question. I don't assume you're, you're not looking to build a DAO with it, are you? Or possibly? Not, that would be a yet. decentralized autonomous organization for anybody not familiar listening. Uh, DAO, D-A-O, is a very um, Web3 form of organization. And it's very much focused on um, how it, you build your community and allowing everybody in your community to have a voice. Um, it doesn't mean that there's not a board of directors, for example, or certain you know leadership teams. Um, but there's much more um, acknowledgement of the collective um, and it is a decentralized autonomous organization, which ideally everyone within your organization, it has quite a bit of autonomy um, and it's decentralized because yeah, if everyone's kind of spread out and has their, uh, their vote and their, their voice, you know, <laughs> it's just like the DAOs are something that's, it's, this is, I called it the health collective because collective essentially is something that has been done for a really long time mm -hmm. in, in so many industries and they're essentially the first DAOs, right? Right. Of any kind of collective where it's everybody doing it together, but I didn't officially make it into a DAO yet because I feel like I still need to find people that are invested enough to stay in it. No doubt. So it's, it's a process, but that's. Yeah. that's and I think it's good to treat it as a project first, but be open yeah. to that, uh, you know, that growth, right. Going back to your roadmap question. Um, and yeah, that, that was really interesting. That line about being small enough to manage, but large enough to have impact, right. And resonate. And I think that is kind of the constant balance. Um, and, and too many people lean more into just wanting to grow and be as large as possible and then they can't manage it or they fail to perform or, or fail to uh, provide what they were promising everybody and how they got everybody in the door. And they realize, oh, actually, we can't do that. Now you got a lot of angry people on your hands <laughs> instead yeah, of doing. There's, there's a new I'm just, this is just you're making me think of if there's a way for communities like that to scale it. To, you know, I don't know, mutant apes point one, <laughs> you know, point two, point three, right. so that people still have that sense of community instead of it being something that's so big where and then they could be part of like plugged into a bigger community. It's just something people should think about. Like there's no rules of how this has to be. I feel like sometimes people in Web3 forget there yep. is no rule there. And, and we're making it as we go, it. right? We're building yeah. it as we go. Um, but to your point, I think it's about putting the hard part first, you know, um, and that will hopefully help you avoid um, those hangups later down the road. If you've grown too fast and then you don't have um, the bandwidth or even just the ability to provide, you know, what you were promising. So better off, you know, do the slow foundational work first, build within a smaller group, a smaller community, and then you can be confident about what it is you're offering, you know. Awesome. All right. Well, Shiloh, I think uh, we've touched on a lot of awesome conversation here. I know I don't want to take up your whole day and I could talk Web3 all day as always. <laughs> um, before we wrap, did you have any um, final questions or comments, thoughts um, on the conversation, Web3 and wellness? No, this was an awesome conversation. Fun and informative. Cool. I'm glad you found it informative. You know, we're always trying to have a conversation that like I definitely learned a lot. I think you learned a little bit and then hopefully the listeners <laughs> are learning as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. So thank you, Shiloh. I appreciate you. Um, I don't think we have any final questions from the chat. Appreciate everybody who 
join in the chat, cheerleader reg. We got a little gift for you for that amazing question. So I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, we'll touch base. Uh, Shiloh, thanks again for joining us. That's uh, episode 14 of Web3 Warriors, and we will catch you in the metaverse.